0: Hello, welcome to season six of Moonshine and Music. A lot has happened in the last, I don't know, year and a half or something. Um, we've taken a lot of time off. We thought about the show. We have thought about a lot of other things. I did. I started another podcast. It's called Family Rabble. Has nothing to do with music, but it's a whole different thing. Um, and it's out there. And we've also been, you know, paying attention to what's going on in the music scene. And... Uh, I guess we have some new shows for you. Today's episode is uh, Josh Gillespie, and I pronounced it correctly that way, and you'll see a little interview with Josh and a couple of songs from him, kind of our normal format to kick off season six. This season will be a little bit wilder than usual in terms of things going on. We're going to get back to where we were before the COVID pandemic, so um you know be on the lookout we've got the national road music series it's going to be a big part of the show here in season six we've got um episodes of music mu- music reviews album reviews things like that we're going to be putting together and you know a lot of normal format shows where we uh interview some songwriters and hear where they're at and listen to their new music uh so stay tuned it's coming up right here on moonshine and music
1: you want to hear what a manatee sounds like?
0: It's thing where I sing better if I am barefoot. And I, I, I don't have socks on right now. Everyone knows
2: my name. They can read it on my sleeve.
0: Uh, <laughs> played a banjo badly.
2: Feel the heat
0: from the fire that's been burning in your heart. Like I love the old vintage.
2: Somehow the 60s and 19 days
0: They woke up in the dark We had to bury that stupid llama and it took us forever make music happen,
1: how how to make it pretty, how to make it dissonant, and I learned how to sing through them.
2: Don't have babies with crazy people, cause they never go away.
1: And then you could take like six pennies and tape them to the arm (laughs) and it would ride over the wave.
0: So, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. I'm Joe Shelton. I'm the host today, as and every day that we have this podcast. Welcome back. It's uh, uh, Our guest here today is Josh Gillespie. <laughs> there you go. I can't pronounce names. Josh Gillespie. 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 That's
1: okay. With a name see? like this, I'm used to all the different pronunciations.
0: It's okay. I struggle with them anyway. If you go back and watch any of the episodes, <laughs> you'll see me struggling with even the simplest of names.
1: <laughs> it's all um, good, man.
0: So, no, I'm, I'm I,
1: pleased to be here. Thank you for having
0: me. Oh, it's great. This is the first one that we filmed in, in the, the new Bob's Country Bunker studio, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, my uh, studio that we have for our company. Yes. And uh, so it's really cool to have you here for this. Oh, I'm honored um, to be here. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, we, uh, we just, you know, uh, for those out there, like the warm-up to our show today was that I'm, I'm working on a new record, and Josh got here on time, and we made him stay and hang out. <laughs> While we finished doing some bass parts on on a song. Oh so. no, I had to listen to studio work. Uh, that was great so. hearing it. Get some behind the scenes action. Right. So, uh, you know, um, I mean, by way of introductions, I generally like to know, you know, where did you grow up and, you know, where are you from originally and all sure. those things?
1: Well, I am a Hoosier by birth, Boilermaker by the grace of God. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, Uh, Grew up actually, I I I literally grew up in Fishers back when there were combines and tractors going down 116th. So like old school Fishers, old school Fishers.
0: Like the what back when they had um, McDonald's and nothing else. Exactly. Well, I know before I knew it before it had
1: McDonald's. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Before there were McDonald's on every corner. Uh, Before there were Starbucks on every corner, multiple Krogers.
0: I mean, um, when I was a kid, I remember like the Fisher's exit at, at I-69 had just the McDonald's. Yeah. Like, and, and like on down the way, there was like a couple little buildings. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. No,
1: I, yeah, that's uh, my brother and sister. They went to Hamilton Southeastern um, let, to show you how old we are to the that particular community. My brother actually played on the only state champion football uh, football team from Hamilton Southeastern. Wow. Back in 1981. Wow, Um, I think it was eighty one, maybe it was eighty four, but either way, he was on one of those teams. (laughs) He he had the ring, has the ring to prove it. I think eighty four was Warren Central. So okay. Anyway, so yeah, grew up in grew up in Fishers, uh, went to Purdue. uh, If that wasn't obvious, Um, and you gave that away straight away. I pretty much did. Yes, Uh, I actually spent the only time that I've really extended time that I've spent outside of Indiana. Uh, I worked in Washington, D.C. for a couple of years. Mm. And uh, that's where I met my wife. We got married. We moved to Indiana. I moved back. I brought her with me. And, and have then, you been paying the
0: price for that ever since? Is that...
1: <laughs> she was... Uh, the, the price for that was that she wasn't... Had no problem with moving. She was actually a military brat. So growing up, it oh, was, she was used to moving. I was a homebody. So <laughs> I lived in the same house for you know the first 22 years of my life. Oh, wow. And uh, so her moving, not a problem. Me moving, on the other hand, that, that's a kind of a big deal. And uh, so we, we got married, lived in Fishers for a year, moved out to McCordsville, uh, was out there for about eight, nine years, moved back to Fishers, and now we're actually in downtown Indianapolis.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, that's like culture shock. I mean, because it's a whole different thing. But,
1: you know, it? for all the people who always complained about having to drive from Indianapolis to Fishers, and like, oh. oh, that's so far away. Oh, that's just like, ridiculous. Now, now <laughs> I actually kind of
0: understand. Being like, really, I gotta go all the way up to Castleton? What? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have no sympathies in that regard. No, so. I know. <laughs> like, so, uh, like, I worked downtown for years. Oh yeah, yeah and, yeah, and, yeah, and commuted from out here, which is you know Greenfield. Yeah, right? yeah. So. Uh, commuting downtown like uh, all the time and I I, I come across these musicians and they're like so they live in Broad Ripple of course which is 75 minutes from everywhere because Broad Ripple has no direct path (laughs) no direct path right (laughs) so they're like oh my goodness it's all the way in Castleton and I'm like it's like four miles to castle. Oh, yeah, like, ca- brought up to Castleton, like, That's nothing. But, but they wouldn't whine like that. Like, sure. It's, not like any, it's all, yeah. like if, if you can't walk there in five minutes, it's like way far.
1: Right, like, I'm sorry. It it's, it is so easy to get so uh, used to being able to have everything near you <laughs> that it, it's it. We're honestly we're spoiled. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Just having everything in walking distance. That to have to drive beyond. You know, the 465 belt is just like, really? (laughs) Um, But but coming out here was nothing. We've taken
0: y'all, like, well, see, this is the thing, like, why, you know, I, I like living out here because it's a it's a straight road to downtown. Right? Yeah. If you're in Fishers, it's kind of awful getting to downtown. Cause oh, it was. There's nowhere straight. You know. No, no. and 69 yeah, is always kind of go out. around and then across. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like the path is just better. Yeah. So that's that, you know, it's not as warm. That, that's how it originally happened. But yeah. Then I just you know like it out here, so you know it is what it is. No, it's very nice out here. So so, so you grew up uh, in in uh, Fishers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, was music in your life at that point? What, what made you start, like, writing songs or playing? Sure. Music mm-hmm. is, has always had its place in my
1: life. Uh, it's kind of a family thing to a certain degree. My I, I just remember music always being around. Um, growing up, my dad and his brother uh, were part of... My, my grandfather
0: was a traveling evangelist in the 40s and 50s. Really? That's and, interesting. And so... so well, hold on. I, I can't skip past that. Okay. He was a traveling evangelist. Like the medicine show kind of guys? Or oh, no, no.
1: Not a medicine show. Like the you know, Tent Revival or... or tent Revival or, guys. Or,
0: you know, but going he like to going different to, churches. You're going to do the revival where they make everybody cry and break down and all that?
1: Was, I don't know if he was making them cry, but... What, um, I mean... You know, so sure, but yeah, I mean, that's that's
0: I like, had, if you're familiar with the. Movie. I had family members that were Pentecostal, you know. Oh, uh, well, they weren't Pentecostal. Go, and you go to like the tent revival, and it was, you know, I mean, as a child, yeah, just kind of freaky because you got like, you know, seventy-five adults breaking down into oh, sure, tears, sure. and you're like yeah. six years old going. What?
1: (laughs) what If you're familiar with the movie, The Apostle, I think it was more like that. Oh, okay. So, it probably a little bit more state because he was Nazarene and Nazarenes don't do anything related to craziness. They're very state individuals. So,
0: they're not pulling out snakes and stuff. No.
1: No. Uh, So, that, but my dad and my,
0: the whole family actually, they would perform. So, they would lead the worship. I mean, so I'm thinking that, like, you know, I always thought a lot of my family was Baptists mm-hmm. and they were like the, you know, the way calmer ones at church. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, Nazarene yeah. kind of like Baptists? Uh, gonna...
1: in, that, in that regard, uh, except that it's with Nazarenes, it's like if you, back in the day, if you went to a movie or had a sip of alcohol, you're going to hell. Okay. So, yeah, so
0: that's pretty, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a tough line on that. Yeah, but, pretty tough line. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think they've eased up on the movies. Um, I would hope so. Well, the funny thing is that, okay, so my... my, I, one maybe, of my favorite,
0: maybe depending on the
1: movie. Sure. Like, yeah. Well, one of my favorite stories is that, again, you know, my, my grandfather was, was deeply involved in Nazarene ministry, um, but he didn't let rules bother him. So he, one afternoon he was gone for hours. Okay. My, the, and my dad and his brother had no idea where he was. And he comes home and he's like, Joe, Jim, I just saw the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was the Ten Commandments. Ah. And, I mean, that movie, you know, if you've so, seen it, is so like that, three it, and a half hours long. If they make
0: a movie about religion... No, I don't like that, even think it was that. It wasn't even that. He it wasn't even that.
1: that. He was just floored by it. I mean, yeah, that really. was a big movie. That was yeah. a spectacle at the time. Yeah. That was like Titanic of its day. And
0: that movie also, like, was, uh, you know, pretty popular in, like, the Oscars or whatever. Yeah, Isn't yeah. It when, like, an Oscar oh, it's, it's, yeah. Something.
1: And it had, like, all the actors at the time. <laughs> <And, I mean, laughs> right. Charlton Heston was in it. Yule Brenner was in it. I mean, so... So it, it was a big deal not just because it was it a was like a A-lister thing. Oh yeah. 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 So uh, so he so he then after seeing it himself took them took uh, to go see it.
0: Ah, um, I see. So
1: uh, and so then
0: it, it was all right cuz he took them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so it, it's just these kind of funny stories. Um, hopefully
0: they've been able to repent and aren't going that wasn't that wasn't a
1: problem for that he <laughs> he, he never had an issue with the movies but that's that's just one of the funnier stories that, I love that that's great that, uh, and then also like when we were moving them out into uh, kind of an assisted living situation we actually found a bottle of Jack Daniels that had been
0: hidden oh <laughs> yeah And like
1: oh so we have been hitting this oh, a couple you of know, times you know Jack
0: gets the best of us oh, it does it does it does <laughs> So It's um, like the Eric Church song, uh, Jack Daniels kicked my ass last time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So uh, they grew up, um, you know, my, my dad played piano my, and, and, and saxophone. My uncle played the clarinet. Uh, my grandparents sang. Uh, and so they took that with them and that went into like so my my uncle's side of the family my cousin is a producer were they, were they,
0: were they writers or did they just play
1: they they both oh okay they're both so uh but my my one of my cousins got into production um and has been a producer now for you know close to 40 years um and my other cousins one was a classically trained trumpet player. The other one was in a band with the oldest cousin. Um, my brother wow. was eventually in that band. My brother played drums. I remember, my brother's 10 years older than me, so I remember going out into the, out into the garage where, when he'd be practicing uh, and having to yell at the top of my lungs, you know, from, like, when he was in high school, so we're, we're talking, like, between 4 and 12, having to yell at the top of my lungs. Uh, well, not 4 and 12. I'm just clearly not doing <laughs> math right. Um, four, but four, four 14. Four, four, yeah, eight, anyway. When uh, like he was in high school and having to yell out there, being like, Justin, there's a girl on the phone for you. Uh-huh. You know, uh, usually that was the case. Just having to yell at the like, because he'd have his headphones on, he'd be playing a rush. And I'd be
2: like, Justin! Um, <laughs>
1: And so, you know, I took piano lessons. We all took piano lessons. My my sister played the violin until I put peanut butter on her on her bow. Um, why did
0: that stop her from playing after? She couldn't clean it off or I guess they didn't want to invest in a new bow. I don't oh, know. Then she
1: moved so on to the funny. clarinet. Um, I played trumpet in high school. Uh, I didn't pick up the guitar until so, I was out of high school.
0: So you played trumpet in high school, were you in like the marching band or?
1: Oh my school did not have a marching band, so oh, okay. it was a it was a performance band. Oh, um, and uh And so did that, picked up guitar in, in, in college. I'd also picked up like hand percussion. My I, The one thing that I picked up from my brother is that his hands were always moving. Didn't right. matter what was going on. Music was always playing in the house. My parents didn't like my brother's music. They were in, into classical and jazz. My brother <laughs> was into, into rock. My sister was into 80s synth pop, you know. And so by the time I left to myself, because my sister was eight years older than me, I was I was the special act. Yeah, you
0: know, this is wild. My my brother, uh, my oldest brother is ten years older, and my middle brother is eight years older. Than oh, really?
1: Me. Yeah. So you get it.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So were you the youngest yeah. of three? Yes. Yeah, I was the youngest of three.
0: I was the youngest of three by eight years. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep, by eight years. So, uh, by the time I'm by myself, you know, with my parents, they're, they're hoping that they can have a big influence on me on what I'm listening to. And I end up, you know, it's just like listening to grunge and all that stuff. And because it was the nineties by the time I
0: was, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, you could be in a grunge band right now. You've got the long hair, and you've got the <laughs> you know, kind of zip down. You know, uh,
1: I, I, I would definitely look like I'm I'm in a dad grunge band. Maybe I could well, look like Foo Fighters. Look, we,
0: we could we could just you know color the beard a little. And no, right? It, it's uh, of you know, all right.
1: the things that's like complete, almost completely gray on me. It's my beard. It makes me look much. I mean, than this nice is actually.
0: what I got from the pandemic. Like, oh no, really? It was dark, and then it turned gray. Like right here, huh? the last three years. Yeah. I know it's it's because of COVID. Oh no, for me
1: this is because I have five. Kids. Uh, like, you know, this is my
0: long COVID symptom. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I turned I turned gray yeah. in my face yep. after. I mean It's as good an excuse as any. I'll I'll say maybe I should use that. I I just use my kids as an excuse. Oh, they've they've turned it gray. Yeah, I got five of them, so. Oh, you have five children. See, we haven't gotten all the way up to that yet. We're still talking about, you know. Yeah. Younger. So what made you want to, like, play guitar, like, later? Was it a, um, you know, I I just want to play a different instrument, or?
1: Well, you know, I honestly did not know where the trumpet was going to take me. And so it's like, at the beginning of the year, you get to determine where everyone is sitting. And so I was always a right, like
0: That's the whole first chair, second chair, yeah, third chair exactly. thing that I hear yep. about. Yeah. I was never in the band. Anymore, okay. So okay. I so, was in uh, choir. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I
1: was in, in doing band. Um, I was always at the end of the row because I, you know, I wasn't putting that much emphasis into it, but my sophomore year in high school, I started out the year as second chair Oh. and I was like. So oh crap, now I gotta take this seriously. And <laughs> no, so I, I had to try. No, no, yeah, actually, yeah. now I had to try. And uh, my parents were ecstatic. And so I. I mean, you know, if they're they, musical people, they would be, right? Yeah, so they, uh, they decided to invest in trumpet lessons. And a uh, weird connection is that my trumpet teacher was the father of Michael Smith, who was the lead guitarist for the Y Store
0: oh yeah
1: so um so that was kind of you know kind of cool
0: um so like you know you got um you started playing guitar in college Mm -hmm. And I assume, when did you start writing songs? Was it like right I, away, or was it? No, like, it was not right away. I I mostly was you're just like playing Nirvana on your thing. Yeah, well, I was maybe some. I got uh,
1: acoustic, so at maybe the time, some Pearl Jam. Right I was on. I was trying to figure out how to play Zeppelin. Actually, oh, I see. Well, that's uh, that's way
0: cooler than Nirvana.
1: Well, so. <laughs> well, not when I got the book and I was learning it uh, on guitar tab, and I was like,
2: what?
0: Yeah, Zeppelin's hard. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely not easy. and, and it, You know, give Jimmy Page a lot of credit. Oh, because, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I did not actually start writing lyric-based songs. Because uh, when I write music, the, the tune comes first. Okay, that's interesting. Um,
0: all the time? Or? All the time. Hmm. There's never been a time when that hasn't been the case. So we have like this uh we had this these uh, series of shows that were called the 60 minute songwriting challenge. Mm-hmm. And so we had different po- folks I pair them together that hadn't like written a song together before. Yeah. That sounds and, so cool. And when they would I mean the different methods is is very interesting to me especially after yeah. having a few of those episodes on you know the podcast. Yeah. It's like it's very interesting how different people interact and and write songs. So You're like a music first guy and then you figure out what kind of melody and lyrics are going to happen on it. (laughs) It,
1: Pretty much that's, I've I've tried it another way. I, the only other time that I can say that I came close to having the lyrics first was actually when I was, when I was recording my first album and my cousin who, uh, he he produced it. he had a song that he had written it was basically a conversation based on a conversation he had with his daughter and okay. it was called the song is called remains of time but it was a conversation of like what it she asked what is time made of and it was
0: so she was a young girl so it was like it's like one of those have to seek out that particular song yeah so it's uh
1: it, it it's it's one of those songs where it's like if you know it's from a conversation with like a five-year-old you like Wow, five-year-olds come up with some of the most astonishing things that you can think of. Like, what is time made of? Okay, let's let's dive into this. I have no idea, but let's dive into this. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and And so he, you know, he's like, in uh, the way that I was recording that first album, uh, which is completely different from how I've recorded my second album, uh, or I'm in the process of recording my second album, uh, I actually went into the studio and had started laying down tracks before I even had lyrics. Okay. And so he's like, hey, if this song works with one of the songs that, you know, you don't have lyrics to, you know, see if, you know, see what you think. And so I tried, you know, putting his lyrics to one of my songs and I was like, this isn't working. This needs its own tune. Okay. And so I actually did write a tune, to lyrics, but the lyrics had been given to me. And so, um... Did you find it, like, easier? Or harder. <laughs> no, that's a good question. It it just kind of came to me, honestly. But I, I but I think it was because it was its own thing. Like it was like if <clears throat> when I do an album, I've noticed that I tend to have a concept going into it for the so, whole album. For the whole album, so there will be okay. a, a, a line of thinking that is going through the whole. So album. you're
0: like sticks. In that (laughs) regard,
1: sure, yes, yes. Except I'm not doing Mr. Roboto. Um, You know. But Uh, I would say more like
0: Rush. You know, I would be happy to have Mr. Roboto on my resume. Right. Well, honestly, let's be honest. I would, too. People can make all the fun of it that they want. Um, <laughs> no, I, I hear it, but, yeah. it, but as, uh, the the people from Sticks as they cash those checks don't really care what No, they think. don't care one lick. No, that's, <laughs> so no, that that actually would be. That's kind of, like all, all the folks hour that, hour that hour. like trash Nickelback. I'm like, dude, they're just cashing checks, man. Yeah, What you know? Now I'm with you there. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it just feels like they're a nice the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I fool you, but they're getting the money. I, don't <laughs> what saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> hey, have you seen the uh, documentary Am I might get loud? I have not. Oh, well, you should check it out. It it features a conversation between Jack White, The Edge, and Jimmy Page. Really? That's sound good. Now, oh. three people you wouldn't necessarily think would sit down and just talk guitars. Right. But uh, and, and it, it gets a little awkward at times between Jack White and the other two. It's like I think the Edge and Jimmy Page could just sit down and talk
0: guitar. Well, and also, for, there, uh, no offense to Jack White, but yeah. those two guys are way more legendary. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate Jack White's presence in in that documentary. I've watched it a number of times. Mostly and because he's a
0: different generation. He, he
1: yeah. is, and yeah. he's a different style. And Page and,
0: is a different generation from the Edge, really. Yeah, like it's, you know, it's, kinda, he's kind of like a generation ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think that's kind of what they were doing. Yeah, and. So, I mean, it just kind of takes you on a tour of their careers as guitarists, and um,
0: what their influences were, and... Have, you said you have five children, yeah, right? I do. So, what, what are their ages? What do they range? range from 7 to 17. 7 to 17 at this point? That seems yeah. like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I'll have three in high school next year, and two in elementary next so, year. So, like, you're going to be bankrupt in, like, a couple of years when they all start going to college? Is well, and mean? then I'll be further bankrupt because four of them are girls. Okay, so what we're going to need is you guys to, like, listen to Josh's music please and stream it a lot. Yes. Even if you're not really listening to it, just go into Spotify <laughs> and find him and push play. <laughs> and, you know, you can walk out of the room. It's fine. Spotify won't know.
1: No, they, right. they won't. Although, they, they, I think there was Billie Eilish tried something um, where she got people to listen to her while, she was a, while they were asleep uh-huh. and just put it on replay. And Spotify was like, please don't do that.
0: Well, I mean, how will they notice with Billie Eilish? Because she's got like, you know, millions of people listening right, to it anyway. Right, exactly, exactly. If, but if, if, you know... But I, but if, I if, don't. If, 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 if like, so, if, 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 if five of your family members do that, it's going to be pretty obvious. It is. Like, all, look, they're all from the same IP address and they're like.
1: No, <laughs> that, that happened actually once. So, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, after my album came out, like, because I was doing kind of a single release strategy first before I released the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I noticed like in one December day, like I had 72 streams and I'm like, what the heck? That's awesome. And she said, yeah, I had it on replay. Like,
0: Oh, well, was she listening to it or did she just have it on replay? She just had it on replay. Oh, I see. Well, that's different. <laughs> it is different. I mean, but she's like, if I was she, just had on on, if she had it on replay cause she was like letting it play while she did her homework or something like that. Cool. She,
1: heard, mm-hmm. she heard the Billie Eilish thing. Like, ah, um, she's like I was just trying to help you out and it's like oh no I appreciate that but please don't do that they tend to punish people who <laughs> have low numbers <laughs> yeah um,
0: with Billy, she's got so many numbers they yeah. don't care yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, have, I have low numbers there's, So they'll, there's they'll definitely discrimination there's like. uh, indie artists are definitely discriminated against yeah. in a lot of ways and that's definitely yeah. one of them
1: so yeah five kids please stream the album on Spotify or Apple Music wherever you happen to stream music I'm there <laughs> um, what's the album called? it's called make something happen here yeah? And it was, it, it's, the easiest way for me to describe it is, like I call it my political deconstruction album. Um, okay. So I mentioned earlier that I had spent two years in Washington, D.C. My background is in politics.
0: I got a degree in political science. Uh, I spent... That sounds, like, so horrible. <laughs> like, it, it sounds like a tough existence, to it, be honest.
1: Well, you know, I... You, 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 you buy into a lot of the Kool-Aid is what you have to do.
0: Uh, I mean, w- you know, which packet of Kool-Aid are you on right now?
1: Well, I, uh, <laughs> at the time, it was red Kool-Aid. Awesome. And...
0: Um, well, you know... And so... We're equal opportunity Kool-Aiders. Well, here, yeah.
1: So, I... Uh, so, the... It's, like I said, it's, it's a... Uh, more of a political deconstruction album. Like, I was...
0: Um, so you became jaded by Washington, D.C. It, no, it's not
1: that I became Well, yes, I did become jaded by Washington, D.C. That didn't take very long. <laughs> right. um, and like I said, I was only there two years. Mm-hmm. And it's a very transient city as it is. So I actually grew tired of, uh, of, of traffic and uh, tourists. So I was like, I got to get out of here. Um, well,
0: I mean... You and know, so, a, a, any place that's the capital of the country is going to be sort of transient. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, so,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, no one is actually... There are very few people who are from D.C. Uh, yeah.
0: They exist, but... It's a pretty small city. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the area is really big, but the actual city of D.C. isn't that. No, big. no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, it's it, it
1: explores how I went from red to... Clear, I guess. You're clear. You're not purple. You're not blue. I'm not purple. I'm not blue. You're clear. I'm independent. I assume it's like, um, you know, there, there was a lot going on prior with me personally um, as part of my political deconstruction leading up to 2016. So it was like 2016 was the final nail in the coffin, but. It's, I know,
0: it, it's... Uh, I, I can understand. I feel you. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> that... You know, it, so,
1: what I wrote... I felt like that actually finally gave me a voice. Because I had been writing songs. So I had a bunch of tunes. Um, but I, I, I always felt like I had this, like, this mental block of writing lyrics. And... Uh, starting in about 2019, uh, that's when I wrote the song "Maybe It's Time," which is the lead single and the lead track for uh, "Make Something Happen Here," and that was kind of like the domino that needed to fall. That I started writing all these other songs that that the pandemic eventually brought out, uh, and so I started. I wouldn't say that I was like writing like a madman, but I I finally <laughs> felt like I had like. I would write a tune, and I would have an idea of what I wanted out of it. Right. But I didn't know how to verbalize that, you know? So eventually, I was able to start verbalizing this. My uh, my wife has actually even helped me to uh, synthesize some of my thoughts, because she would look over some of my lyrics and be like, okay, I see what you're going for here, but it's a little wordy. Or, you know, it's something along the
0: well, it's good to have somebody that does that
1: yeah so I mean and songwriting isn't necessarily her thing either but um, well, she is a writer is, huh? maybe editing is editing definitely is she, she is a writer so um, so that was you know perfect to run those songs by her and uh, so what the first album is really I, I like yes I call it my political deconstruction album that's kind of like the the deep thought but essentially, it's, it, it fuels in all of my, um, inter- my musical interests from, you know, grunge rock to just straight ahead rock to uh, acoustic singer songwriter stuff, To
0: So it's like it has all my influences. Um, you said you have, uh, I mean, one thing that we should talk about before you uh, sing us a couple songs yeah. is um, that you do the Voices of Indie podcast. I do, yes. So what made you want to do that?
1: Well, when I moved, it's it, it's twofold. Um, I wanted to do it, uh, initially it was kind of for selfish reasons. Because okay. I was, as I had my album come out, I was like trying to figure out how do I market this thing? Because people, if people know me, they know me as someone who's political. You know, I had made my, made my bed in that field through blogging, through being a talking head on TV, uh, for working for the state and for the feds. I mean, I've been everywhere. Uh, that's how people knew me. And so to make this left turn into something completely different, it's not as if they didn't know that I didn't play music. I mean, for a lot of those people knew me from, you know, knew that I played guitar at church. So okay. it's like, that's what, you know, I think that's probably most what they would expect from me. Um, So to make this hard left turn into music I think really took a lot of people by surprise
0: And Gus is trying to join um, the show Yes he is
1: and that's okay I know what that's like I have a dog myself Who uh, would Very happy Definitely like to make his appearance On a couple of my live streams So uh, Either by accidentally turning on a TV Or knocking over the camera Either you know I
0: mean you know he's a studio dog That's right No we we embrace it
1: he embrace yeah. it. He's just curious right now, yeah, he wants his he wants his <laughs> two sensory.
0: Um, so I'm down for it. So, that's on, the, the, so um, you know, you, you started doing yeah. The, so I am well, trying to get out of I was like, just being a political person exactly. And I had done
1: podcasting before, but it was a political podcast. Right. And uh, so I was watching this uh, YouTube channel on how to grow yourself, how to market yourself, blah, blah blah. And one of the things that they said to do was to start a podcast in your area. Uh, within your niche I was like okay I do podcasts I know how to do that I could do sure and then when we moved downtown I was like I want to get to know my city better I want to get to know like the scene better right and it wasn't just music it Voices of Indy also although it's primarily focusing on music right now uh, it also focuses on the um, theatrical and visual arts uh, scenes of Indianapolis um as a way to kind of bring it all together. And uh, I wanted to kind of get my name out there, be like, hey, I have an album too, but I also wanna talk to people who have, who are creating music uh, and creating art in general. And um, so that's how the podcast kind of started. And so that very first podcast that I ever did, I actually performed on it as well, as well as my guests. And I quickly realized how awkward that was. Now, fortunately, it was a, it was a friend of mine. It was my first guest. So he didn't think it was all that weird.
0: Um, <laughs> it's not that weird, but it's fine. It, you know, it, like, I, part of it was, I think the thing like, you know, on, on this one, i the only times that I've been on it is when it was in, playing is when I, you know, we have events yeah. that we do, mm-hmm. right? And like, um, uh, one of the one, the events that we used to do was called the moonshine circle it was like a songwriting yep. circle mm-hmm. well I played in those sometimes yeah and so when I would play in the songwriting circle and it was being filmed it would just be part of the show yeah um but uh, I, I didn't like I, I you know I haven't done like a podcast episode of myself yeah which would you know might be interesting we could do it weird I could bring Brentley Smith in who does the comedy stuff on our show sometimes uh huh he could interview me. The that eater, would be, yeah, I've kind of he, wondered. It would be, it would be, it would probably be a mess. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a comedian, so yeah, he has really yeah. all this weird stuff. Sure. Right. But uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I, you know, I'm thinking about it. It might be fun. I, like this is a good idea. It I mean, might, maybe, actually, no, it's my, a brainstorming it might be fun. Yeah. session. We'll have to do that. It is. Um, you know,
1: I've, I've often wondered. You know, it's like I do voices of Indy all the time. When am I ever gonna get on something? And
0: you're on this. Now. But I'm on now. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I I'm going to go do your podcast yes, in a couple days. You are so me you're going to on my show. Um it's really good to like be back to doing the show. Like right now I'm, I'm 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 like, "Wow, this is enjoyable." Yeah. You know, although I haven't gone full crew or anything yet. We're going to. We've got right. like a crew. <laughs> that is <laughs> you know? fantastic. We're going to do this m- music series and um it, you know that's that's gonna be a big deal there's gonna be lots of shows that we do that way yeah. and we're gonna have we're gonna have more of these regular one-on-one yeah you know
2: yeah it's coming back
0: the real moonshine of music podcast is we're interviewing a songwriter they're playing a couple songs for us yeah so what two songs are you gonna play Oh golly I hadn't even I
1: had thought about it, it was, it's just you know um, I think I'll play the lead track for my upcoming album ghost stories. Okay. And then I will play, uh, I'll play the late, well, I'll play the late track from my first album. Maybe it's time. Okay.
0: So when are you planning on Ghost Stories coming out?
1: Ghost Stories will be coming out, uh, let's see if this airs in June. Um, Mm -hmm. we should be close to actually it being at least Ghost Stories, the, the song itself coming out. I'm still kind of deciding whether, what kind of release strategy I want to do with that particular one. Um whether I just want to go ahead and get it all out there because I haven't released an album since December of 2021. The um, funny thing is, is that I've actually been writing the what will be my third album as oh, I've yeah. been... because um, it, it also has its own... I mean, it, album number two has a concept. Album number three has a concept.
0: Well, maybe you need like that bridge between them that, for a couple more songs in there.
1: Well, the funny thing... Actually, you know what? I, I'm going I'm to change my... Well, yes, I'm going to change my mind. Okay. Instead of playing something for Make, make, uh, make Something Happen Here. Uh, instead of playing Maybe It's Time, I think I'll actually play a song that by this time this airs will have already been released. It's kind of like a standalone single called Peace of My Heart.
0: Okay. So so we'll get ghost stories and Peace of My Heart. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been great having you on, Josh. Thank you, Joe. Um, it's been wonderful and, being here. and we will uh, see you down the road in a couple days because I'm going to go... Uh, yeah, you're going to be on maybe? my show. I'm looking forward uh, to that. I'm excited about it. Let's, let's hear what these songs sound like. It sounds right.
1: great. Sounds great. Ah. My name is Josh Gillespie. This song is called Ghost Stories. It will be on my upcoming album of the same name called Ghost Stories. Hope you enjoy it. <clears throat>
2: Just a man seeing ghosts The body may be gone But the stories must live on Just ghostly souls Waiting for the moment to arrive Sure I carry Some ghosts with me sense of a form It's inside given what's the truth what can I of a side's blurry
1: An audience of one is a sellout. All right? I'll take it. All right, we are at capacity. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So this next song is called Peace of My Heart. It's a standalone single that will come out before Ghost Stories. Uh, Hope that you enjoy it. full of breath sir thank you
0: moonshine and music is a presentation of not less entertainment copyright 2023 produced by joe shelton cameraman grip and stunt double always brent lee smith we hope you join us for more episodes of moonshine and music